Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 108, Episode 2 of Dude Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, November 12th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Hey, oh, let's go, Brian. It's courtesy of Hannah Soltis, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Everything, everything, for the Zygang, for the Zygang. Yesterday I woke up serving takes on Trump. Yesterday I so Biden hit a slump. Yesterday I found out movie passes dumb. Yesterday I blew the whistle on impeachment. Oh wow! Thank you so much to Craig Damn. Griffin and I mean, Charmoff. Nensive. Tom York has one of the highest voices in the world, and even he was using like electronic vocoder things to, to hit those notes. You know, I have so range. I'm impressed, man. I have range. You I know. mean, that was all about heart. That, it was. That AK was all about heart. It was heart. all about heart, just like the fantastic rom com Last Christmas starring Amelia Clark yeah. and Harry or Henry Golding. I can't remember which Miles H name is. is out here doing, putting in the work for oh, the Zeitgang. Such an amazing so film, y'all. Maybe I'll tell you guys I saw it. I just want to give my review at some point this week. On I'll <laughs> tell y'all about it. It's wild. It is absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I got the spoiler edition yeah. of the review, and it's it's everything I could have hoped for and more. Uh, Paul Feig, a Paul Feig. Can't joint. believe it. I cannot believe it. You can tell. You can tell. Just it's mashed. <laughs> uh, but we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by one of the very faces. On Mount Zeitmore, the mm-hmm. hilarious and talented Lacey Mosley. Hey! What is up, Lacey? What's up with y'all? Y'all was giving me, okay, Miles and Jack were giving me shit because I was napping on the couch downstairs. I was not giving you shit. Yeah, you I were. Just, I was worried about <laughs> no, you. That's what it was. That's no. even worse than giving somebody shit because okay? then it's like, are you, are you okay? Okay, you were laying in the dark. <laughs> Usually you come up and Full of you're energy, just, yeah, just a energy. burst of energy. And then today, uh, you didn't come up into the writer's bullpen. You just, Stayed we heard you lobby. enter and then just silence. And we came downstairs. I texted Miles and yes. told him that I was laying the on lobby. the couch. Yes, exactly. That's what I the knew. The lobby, the lights were completely off. And you were just on your back on the couch. So I just wanted to know. I like, like, are you okay? I, I want to be sensitive if, can if a you're having rest? a rest. You yeah, can. Yes. You, and absolutely well What would you like him to say? Man, get your ass up off that couch. About to I was like, like, I'm so sorry, Mr. I just want to make sure you Mr. didn't have Miles, a... <laughs> I get in the booth and put on the microphone right and you now. You could have had a migraine. You could have, <laughs> we don't know. No, because I like the, the text I get from you after you come in the office. I don't hear you. I just hear the door close. I'm on the couch downstairs. Didn't have the energy to come up. LOL. Okay, but see, I put an LOL. So you read that. Yeah. You got to go back and do I another mean, line. I didn't have the energy to come up. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, and come to find out, LOL. it's just because you're out here securing all these bags. You don't have a lot of energy in your <laughs> yeah. tank. That's all Hardest it was. Hardest working woman in showbiz. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, Lacey, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. We're going to do a quick check-in with the impeachment story. It's really Girl, I'm talking about going. impeaching this creep. It's really going to get going And for people who don't week. know, I'm saying, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Yeah. A lot of people just think I'm saying we're talking about impeaches Impeaches and cream. And cream. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. You, you were too dead on. It was like a weird out. I think I wasn't enunciating. Where... I should have been, if I was really going off like VO lessons, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That would have been better. Look, Definitely. I'm just trying to be slim from 112 <laughs> on a daily basis. Uh, we are going to talk about Mayor Michael Bloomberg's potential run for president again, uh, because, you know, our headline the last time we covered this on yesterday's episode was Bloomberg is here to soothe the concerns of the billionaire class. But we we were saying that like figuratively, right. like that seemed to be the way that things were lining up. Uh, now we are going to be saying it literally because that seems to be like literally how this idea came together. Motherfuckers are crying. Yes. There's crying. Uh, billionaires are shook. They're uh, fucking crying. Yes. Billionaires. Billionaires Just, are crying. I'm sorry. I, the, the about idea the is prospect absurd. of being taxed. Wow. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to ask the question if Drake is not cool anymore. We're going to talk about Instagram's pending decision about getting rid of the like button. Uh, YouTube's like counts. Like counts. This like is like all my over enters. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. All right. Well, shit. I'll, I'll we try. might get to all of this sooner uh, <laughs> because Lacey. Stay away a little bit, I guess. We like to ask our guests what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. My search history was billionaires. Wow. Billionaires. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess I'll talk about the other thing that was there. Um. Uh, post office hours. Post office hours, okay, yeah. okay. I um, I don't think that I should have to go to the post office. No, yeah. absolutely not. Oprah doesn't go to the post office. No, she does not. Why should I? It's like it's like the airport where there's just a bunch of nasty people getting together and coughing. Only you don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just stay, and then it's miserable. You wait in the line. You do mm-hmm. the minutia. People kind of yell at you. Yeah, uh, and it's like off the rip. Like I just got came in, and they're like, "Over there, go yeah. over there." This right. line is for packages, and I'm like, "Ma'am, I just got like, why are you yelling at me?" <laughs> right. I, yeah. It's My like, favorite is you go to the post office, and there's one, uh, one of the workers is either like they're angry at everybody, and then suddenly one person shows up, and they're so nice to them out of like all the people they're like i told you if you're putting in a package that's going internationally please fill out a slip over there before coming up and they're like how can i help you baby <laughs> and then someone else comes up and they're like I, i'm sipping something internationally i don't know what's going on like no don't just write it down man. right and they're like i said get back in i just like i like yeah. when some because sometimes you become the favorite yeah suddenly, you never know what you get in the post. Yeah. i think you have to like adjust your energy it's right. the same thing that I do in stand-up, uh, because when I first started doing stand-up, and this is, wow, the, y'all are going to probably roast me for this, but um, I'm pretty, and mm. people don't want to listen to women talk in general, and then if you're a pretty woman doing stand-up, they definitely don't want to hear you talk, mm. so I used to always like, kind of like come in with the energy, like just like, a little lower, and tell my mm. jo- like let my jokes surprise people, yeah. like, oh, this pretty woman has funny mm. thoughts, uh, so you have to do the same thing in the post They're like, she can't be pretty and confident. <laughs> Fuck her! Yeah, I like pretty yeah. and haunted. <laughs> you know, like, now that's what I'm talking that's what about. I'm I want to date yeah. a pretty woman who ain't got no mirrors in her exactly. house. 
exactly. Right. I like that. It won't intimidate me. Yeah. No, but um, so I come in with lower energy into mm-hmm. the post office, like kind of sad. One, because I'm sad to be there, but two, because <laughs> I think that like that disarms the postal workers. Yeah. If you come yeah. in with too much confidence, or if you're in a rush, oh, don't be in a rush at the post office. Don't. Oh, hell no. They they smell that and they're like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Right. And also, don't come in there chewing gum with sunglasses on. That's yeah. bad oh, energy. No, no, when no, I no, see no, people no. like that in the post office, like. Yeah. With their fucking sunglasses on, I'm yeah. like, this person's about to You're yell at somebody. It. Right. Your package ain't even gonna yeah. make it. They're gonna yeah. throw your shit straight into the trash. Yeah. Straight into the trash. <laughs> but the the randomness of like choosing one person to be nice to, like that's lesson one of population control. Like right. that book, The Lottery, where it's just like one person gets stoned and that's how you keep your town in order. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. That's right, an instruction right. manual, right? I think so. Yeah. That's not a I think they get stoned. I was like, were they hitting a blunt in the parking lot? No. Nah. Oh no. Nah. No, when I was younger, I'm going to take the judgment on my voice because there was a site that I used to get on rotten.com, yeah. I think yeah. it's called. We bring oh, it up yeah. uh, once a week, probably. Yeah. Really? Yeah. A lot of fake <laughs> stuff in there. But I know. Enough but... to keep you enough to keep you interested yeah. in medical mysteries. And right. I medical mysteries, like dead celebrities, like Oh, yeah, Tupac autopsy photos. Mm-hmm. Who among us has not seen a Tupac autopsy photo on rotten.com? I mean, how, how could you not? Who among <laughs> us with his chest out? Uh, you can throw the first no? stone and or <laughs> yeah, let he and that one be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let he who hasn't seen the Tupac autopsy photo. That's where I saw the JFK autopsy the photo for the first time. Right. Rotten.com was kind of like my doorway into dark fake history. Yeah. Because sometimes shit, there would be real photos. Other times it would be things, like clearly edited. Yeah, you did, but at the time you didn't know because you thought the internet was everything was real. Right, and they, I imagine the person whose job it is are like, we need more content. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm gonna Photoshop a yeah. JFK's yeah. head. Just like, like a grizzled editorial veteran, like <laughs> looming over the staff at Rotten.com, being like, I need another one. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me something another good. Yeah, what's photo. that office like? Do they yeah. have the crime? <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated? Y'all get it. Influencers. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Why? Um, because and obviously we'll get into the whole likes thing and sure. Instagram stuff later. But I see, especially because of that stuff, I've seen so much stuff on the internet about like, oh, well, that'll shut down these fucking influencers and fuck them and like they don't have real jobs and blah blah blah. But I think everyone fails to remember that. Influ- you can speak about it first person plural. We <laughs> as influencers. We mm-hmm. guys, we have feelings. No, um, but like I have definitely seen something on the internet at some point or another on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter and been like, oh, that looks like a cool thing. I want to try that. And then right. I go try that thing and I get enjoyment. But mm-hmm. guess what? If I had nowhere to discover that thing, I don't fucking walk down the street. I don't <laughs> fucking walk down the street. <laughs> the street. You made it sound so fancy. Like, I don't just like go into random buildings and be like, what y'all have for me in <laughs> right. here? What's going on? What is in store for me? Yeah. In here, like I, I, there's so like I wouldn't find out about those things, right? And that happens to all of us. Yeah, we want to like pan and condemn these people for creating a career by doing shit and then showing us the shit, and then we go do the shit. Right. Mm. It's literally all it is. Well, I think it's. I think there's there's two versions of criticism. There's ones who are just haters. Yeah. Because they would but rather. But that's most of them. Yeah, and then there are, I think other people who see other like the 
you know, the mirage that influencers sell that contribute to like yeah. weird, fake or unrealistic expectations but of I life. But I think that that's but just... all depends on, but that's really up to you. And like, yeah. if you can filter through that shit, I don't personally have a problem with it. It's when I see influencers act like they are God's gift to whatever the fuck. Right. That's when I'm like, hold on. Remember where the fuck you're at really right. quick. Right. Like you have, you have the privilege of being able to just sort of commodify your existence to make money. And that's your job. Respect, you know, get your, get your paper. Uh, but I think because there was like a person who left a one star Yelp review. We were trying to talk about it a few weeks ago. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, where an influencer was pissed because a restaurant didn't hook them up with enough free shit because said, they were an influencer. She's not an influencer. She had eleven thousand followers. Yeah. I have eleven thousand followers. I'm not an influencer. Well, you I'm are not a, selling anything. You're a deity. You know, <laughs> I am a goddess. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't say yourself short. No, but I, I, I get that, and that kind of you know inflated, stupid ego person. I think yeah. though is like casting a bad shadow on what is not the whole industry and also I don't like the argument that well people and children are looking at the internet and they're getting sad because everyone's life looks better than theirs um you know what before the internet that shit was still happening Ted does not have a green lawn he dies that shit and right, you be right. looking at Ted's lawn yeah. all thirsty as hell because his shit is green as fuck uh, we're in a drought right now do you think he's using water at how night when we're asleep how the fuck does Ted have a green <laughs> lawn how do we no, keep up with the Joneses where I've did that Phrase come it. from. Yeah, meanwhile, Ted is probably eyeballs up in debt from Londa, oh. you know? Like, oh, people are out here industry. faking the funk everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? People are lying about their status. They're lying about their money. They're lying about their happiness. Yeah. So it's not like if you take that part of the internet away that that sadness isn't going to still exist because it's just a human thing. We purport, we puff ourselves up to make ourselves feel better. Mm. Everyone does it. And so I just think that we have a more instant access by just looking at your phone. But guess what? If you go outside, somebody lying to you. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even right now on this show. <laughs> and I mean, we have more realistic uh, ideas of celebrities than they did in the past. So right. yeah. we've we've had them taken down a peg or two. Well, I think yeah, with... our everyday lives, the people we look to as living their everyday lives are maybe uh, being a little less realistic. Than I they think used to. advertisers themselves are the people who are actually um underrating influencers mm. in the sense that most of our generation we're not we don't vibe with the same kind of advertising our parents did no. where it's like hey fuck yeah look at this shit you, <laughs> are you, you a just a could woman? be you yeah <laughs> are you a woman who where loves like, to clean the fuck and out of my for face. her man <laughs> like, i'm sad and i want the life and body of this instagram account what is <laughs> right. that selling me right and subconsciously it works on you because it's selling you this actual you're like is this a real life I could have? Like this right. person's account? And yeah. they're like, I do want to go to there, to yes. that place, to right. eat there, to stay there, to consume there. And I think that's like the difference now is like we, you almost really need the trust of somebody or the the consumer has to trust the person. And that's really where your advertising is going to be more effective. Yeah. And right. that's, that's, that's where it all I think goes. advertisers get that like people crave authenticity now. I just think it's hard to deliver on. Yeah, you know? because, because there's no way to deliver yeah. authenticity through advertisements because right. your whole purpose is inauthentic. And, right. like, and influencers have been, like, except for the ones that are really successful and can charge a shitload of money, like most influencers are tainted the second they get like one offer. They're right. like, fuck yeah, like I have Band-Aids for life. Yeah, right. we're doing right. band-aids. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting myself all the time in the kitchen because yeah. I'm so clumsy with this knife. Thank God for a band-aids. A wedding dress made of band-aids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, that's lit, though. If you go far as to cut your own finger to, to, right. to advertise yeah. band-aids. Band right. Hey, 
Devotion. Devotion. What's something you think is overrated, Lacey? Civility. Civility. Yeah, especially okay. in these times. Um, I see so many people getting upset about, uh, you know, people booing or people not being nice to them because they don't agree with their politics. And mm. it's like, I'm sorry. If you are living in America right now and you really feel like this MAGA shit is for you, I'm going to boo your ass. I'm going to be rude to you. If you come to the restaurant, I might spill water on you. Don't let me see you in a hat. Like, <laughs> it's not... the civility. We're so far past civility. Like, people are dying. Yeah. And and it's so... So many people have the luxury of not caring about that because they don't face it. So it's like, if you're not going to face it, in your, guess what? My black ass is here to help you face it every yeah. day. Like, right. I'm not being polite to racists. I'm not being polite to people who are fucking killing us well that's the difference and i think people use the term civility to obscure the argument which is i am outraged at injustice right it's not like your politics i don't agree with it's that you are racist or that you support racism fascism homophobia xenophobia that's what the fuck i'm against it's not that oh i it's it's well they just think differently about this like no you actively hate a group of people yeah and you're okay with with their demise it's not of it's not thoughts it's not your idealistic like ideology whatever it's literally you are down with murder and you are fucked up so like i'm not gonna treat you like a human because you don't treat me like one yeah and this is one of those arguments i'm super tired of hearing the other side kind of both sides it where they're like oh you're gonna be rude to trump and say lock her up that's i mean or lock him up that's just as bad as like everything they've ever said and it's like no first of all the underpinning ideology of like everything he stands for is like genocide essentially it's like you know it's racism it's you know hatred uh and yeah it's it's just the that's the thing that you hear you hear both sides that is really frustrating. Yeah, and I don't want to hear that from Democrats either. You think you're being the bigger person, but shit, it's that bigger person shit is a wrap. It's a wrap for that. Yeah, you can be yeah. such a big person and then the, the game is over. I know, we're going to bigger person ourselves into the grave. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, and then I think that's kind of why, that's why I think now the stances people have to take are more pronounced and more extreme. We're not extreme in the sense that it's too much, but yeah. this is where this is the end of the spectrum where we're at because we've exhausted all the right. You can't be vague anymore in politics. Yeah. Like we need to know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. Are you racist or no? Or no? Yeah. Check <laughs> yes or no. There's yeah. no maybe, and send the note back. Fold it back up and send it back over. To are me. you racist? Yes, no, or please be civil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Something that people okay. Um, <laughs> That white claws are like better for you than any other like (laughs) (laughs) malt beverages at the grocery store. Um, Um, I've seen so many people buy white claws and be like, yeah, but it's seltzer and it's hydrated. I was like, it's malt liquor. Wait, Mm. people, you've someone, you've heard someone say that it's better for you. (laughs) You're still consuming alcohol. Hmm. But it's just like how people will say, like, uh, filtered alcohol, like, if it's more heavily distilled, sure, it's better sure. for you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like a really, really purely distilled vodka or something. Impurities are gone. Yeah. And you're drinking. Like, well, like, you're less likely to get hungover from it, apparently. Sure. Yeah, but. but I mean, but... there's sugar in that shit, too. You, right. You stack a few White Claws up. Are and... White Claws sweet? Yeah, there's a little bit oh, of sugar in there. Yeah. It's not, like, meant to be, like, ooh, that's sweet, but it's it's definitely not just, like, it's not as if you're just drinking a LaCroix plus alcohol. Like, but that's what people bit, think it is. Yeah, there's a little bit of sugar in there. There's obviously, you know, you're yeah. drinking. Um, there's 
it's alcohol. At the if end it was of the day. Lacroix plus alcohol, then it, yeah, it has a hundred calories per per serving, and those are alcoholic calories, which which is still not very high when you think about like a shot it's of not. vodka is eighty calories, right? Yeah. So it's still like yeah, that's it's twenty like, calories of sugar, basically. Yeah, which but, isn't much. <laughs> but it's just like I see people like buy, like they're really like it's the Lacroix of alcohol. And I'm like it's malt like a yeah. like right. old English white claw, same thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, just one's cheaper. Mm. I think, yeah, it, because I think they've done, they've really found that sweet spot though. Because Lacroix and like the Seltzer game has lended people like, like I can get hydrated and not feel bad, right. and I've, you know, this is fine. That to extend that into alcohol has been like the perfect thing to now just re-energize people to be like, nah, man, I just drink White Claws. Like, right. I'm just trying to keep my shit pure. Yeah, I don't right. drink beer. I just drink White Claws. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Lacey, before we get into our first story, uh, I'm going to need to talk to Miles really quickly. Uh, Miles, oh. it's me, Jack, from work. Yes. Uh, I wanted to tell Hi. you about this thing. Uh, I think we covered it, but it, it bears repeating that over 100 million people had their personal information stolen in a Capital One uh, data heist. Wow. Call yeah. them out by name. And, you know, there's a good chance you were affected, and I'm worried about you, man. No, that's actually, I was. I went to the website. Oh, I really? very much did. Yeah, yeah. You're one of the ones? Oh, yes. I was oh, one wow. of the fortunate hundred of million of people who got selected by the uh, data breach gods. I didn't bother going because couldn't happen to me, you know? <laughs> no way. There's no way. Well, I mean, I think this is the thing, though. There are so many ways that we're vulnerable with our information, and especially with our browsing, we take that for granted in our internet activity. It's all out there for people who want to see. If they want to see it, they can find a way. That's why using a VPN is so important. I use a VPN. Jack, I know I've slowly gotten you to use it too. Yes. Um, ExpressVPN is fantastic because, look, there's so many things that you can use a VPN for. Do you want to maybe use a torrent uh, website uh, mm. uh, legally? Uh, you know right. what I mean. Totally. And then you can, Always. or you can also keep your browsing history private from an internet service provider. You can get maybe geo-blocked websites. So a lot of the times, I like to see soccer highlights in Europe, and right. they'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, this this uh, this content is restricted from where you are." I click my VPN. I say, "I'm in the UK, bruv. In it." Bruv, boom. It, do they yeah, make you take a quiz like that? Yeah, they say, yeah, it's like one How of, do you pronounce brother? It's like, prove you are Brit. Which <laughs> one of these is a lorry? <laughs> and it'll be a picture of Hugh Laurie, lorry seasoning salt, and a bus. All right. Well, ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN provider by TechRadar, CNET, The Verge, and countless others. So this is the one to try if you're going to try one for the first yes, time. Protect yourself. Uh, it's the one to use if you've been using them for a while. And you can use our special link, expressvpn.com slash TDZ, right now to arm yourself with an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show yes. and protect yourself. That's expressvpn.com slash TDZ for an extra three months free. And protect your neck, a.k.a. your data. All right, now that we've paid the bills, let's get into the stories of the day. We're going to do a quick check-in with the impeachment story. It's going to heat up a little bit more uh, later in the week once we start seeing nationally televised so do it live. testimony. What a show that's going to be. Mm. I, mean, I hope, God, because if it's anything like the fucking Mueller shit, it's going to be a piece of shit. Oh, that was trash. It was yeah. like, we have right. nothing. They've said that they're like, we learned from that, though. We learned Did from that. Did they? I mean, I think they were probably like, don't get a geriatric 
dude up there whose voice is not as booming as you think it is when you Hello? look at his photo. <laughs> I don't. The president did it and it's in there. <laughs> it's in there. It's in there. Um, and Director Miller, what? Who? But, <laughs> so one question I think people are uh, thinking about heading into this is how this will help Democrats because there's never been a lack of information like people have been informed that this happened kind of right from the jump Mm -hmm. so it it will just be a matter of like whether it changes qualitatively like how they think of think of what happened well yeah how bad it is because right now we're just relying on paper receipts to outrage people we're like got transcripts look what this guy said on this paper read the words and then now we're going to go to full verbal verbal confirmations. And I think maybe that's what they can hope for when you have people like, you know, Bill Taylor or Maria Ivanovich go up there and from their voices tell you, this is what the fuck happened. I'm here, a real person. You're hearing me talk. Yeah. Right. And I think they I think they really need to focus on the connection to the 2020 election. The fact that what he was trying to do was cheat at the 2020 election. Yeah. Use his power to you know, do something that endangered our standing with an ally, helped Russia out, and the goal in the end was for him to be able to get an advantage in the 2020 election that is not allowed. All kinds of national security implications all over it. Yes. You yeah. invite the participation of a foreign government into our elections. You think they're there because like, yeah, we would love to help the United States do what's best for the United right. States as Ukraine or whatever country. Because that's not the how the, we no. do what's best for like, us. Do what the fuck. Oh, you want us to fuck it. around? Okay, well, how do we make this work for us? Right. There's that. Then you're talking about withholding military aid, fighting somebody who is an aggressor nation. Um and but you know I think it's interesting too that a lot of people have been talking about whether or not they should keep using quid pro quo yeah and sort of a lot of the communications around this because right. it's yes I get it at first when you're trying to compel maybe congr- like Congress people and other people who have like legal they understand legal vernacular that the Latin phrase like oh yes a quid pro quo but now when you distill it down to the people that shit might as be, who knows that could be a tongue twister yeah. to like the average person and I think a lot of people are saying. We need to call it bribery, extortion, and uh, inviting foreign influence that would threaten our national security all in service of this president's personal goals. And we can dumb it down even further for MAGA. You scratch my back, I scratch your back crime. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. But even then, 62% of those supporters are like, dude, honestly, he could blow the the fucking capital up. They don't care that he's doing crime. They're totally fine with him doing crime. Some people are fine with crime. I love scams. I support people who do those types of crimes. I love it. (laughs) I mean, that's the the thing that it comes back to, though. Like that that poll that we talked about. on a previous episode that he could do anything and they and they'd let him get away with it like once this is over assuming he's still in office which he will be like he's going to keep trying to cheat at the 2020 election like yes. there's just oh, no so yeah i i don't know like trying to foreground that because republicans issued their list of witnesses they'd like to call and it's just a bunch of like you know, conspiracy theory shit. Yeah. It's just well, noise. They're like, why don't we bring Hunter Biden up? 
have him answer a few questions. They're like, okay, Why? what's he going to say? This is about the president leaning on Ukraine. They're right. still trying to get information on Joe Biden. They're trying to use the trial to They're get like, it. What? They're right. like, bring Biden up here and let's talk about um his dealings with his father's company and figure right. out some things Right, And that's wanted. why Democrats are like, we're not interested in that. That's not what this shit is about. <laughs> yeah, And I think that also shows Republicans don't have a fucking fact witness right. to rebut what is happening. Yeah. They don't have anybody who was there and be like, nah, the motherfuckers are lying. Right. Everybody who was there says, yep, that happened. How they would need to call Trump. Call? They would they have to call, to call Trump. Trump, baby. Yeah. Or then if you look, right, John Bolton uh, and now Mick Mulvaney's like hopping onto his lawsuit to be like, who do we, who, which parent do we listen to, Congress or the White House, yeah. whether or not we should testify? Um, like eventually, right, if Mulvaney and uh, Giuliani or whatever, all those people don't testify the pressure is going to build on one of those people where it will look like they are the fall person. And then what happens then? Right. When will Giuliani go? Oh, hell no. Right. Like you think, let me tell you something, homie. I put my AirPods in upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. Yeah. Every day. Not because I don't know how they work, but because I'm playing a long game and I'm a snake and I will fuck you up if you try and come for me. Although I don't know what's going to happen with Rudy, but you know, eventually it will be a, a a bit of a knives out party where everybody's trying to figure out who's going to stab who. And they're really yeah. going to have to consider that because we all know that Trump doesn't have any loyalty when it comes to the people who work for him. Yeah, like right. he'll let you take the fall very easily. He's fired so many people yeah. from his cabinet, and uh, so I, you have to know that if you stand tall long enough, somebody will get the hit. Well, that's yeah. why Lev Parnas, one of the associates of Rudy Giuliani, who was doing around the world Ukraine quid pro quo campaign with him. The second he was arrested and Trump Mariah carried him and was like, oh, I don't know her. He's that's when he told his lawyer, I'm talking now. Right. Because he was like, this motherfucker tried to act like he doesn't know me. Yeah. OK, you're about to know him. You're about to remember me. But we'll see what he does, because even then we don't know if he's going to try and get immunity and plead the fifth, whatever. But you can still tell people are in their feelings. Oh, you know, for sure. it doesn't matter. There's no I don't there's no such loyalty when, you know, no uh, honor among thieves. How many people are on that phone call? I don't uh, know, maybe like five, five? six. Yeah, would there's be my a guess. lot of people on the call. Yeah, there's apparently that's not uncommon for a, when a president is having like a important official call but with another head of state. Uh, well, well, he just Trump. we doing crime on three way yeah. on five yeah. way. Yeah. Hey, hold on. People... Who's on? Mom, hang up. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello, I, hello, mom. Calm down, mom, do these dishes. You can't. I, I can't get in trouble for what I'm about to say, mom. Because I mom, told hang, you to hang up. Mom, hang up. <laughs> Yo, have you ever been? I, this that reminds me. Back in my day, when yeah. you used to three way call on a landline. Yeah. Uh, and I remember. Yo, have you ever been caught? Have you ever been caught by your parents listening in on a phone call? On your line? Oh, yeah, where the, somebody calls for them, and then you're like, okay, hang up. And yeah, then and then you're like, have it on mute. Exactly. Yeah. Man, I remember my my friend's mom caught us talking about weed once on the phone. Dang. And then my mom, like, act, she one time listened in on a call I was having with the girl, but but acted like she wasn't spying on me. Like, she didn't care. But I'm like, but you're on the line right, right. now. Right. She's like, I don't know. Maybe. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm I talking to you me. through the phone. Yeah, it, was, it didn't Maybe end up in any smoke for me, but right. I was like, what the fuck was that? I yeah. mean, y'all parents was nicer than mine. If a boy called and his voice was too deep, they just ignored the call. Oh, shit. Yeah, they'd be oh, like, you can't like, talk to my daughter. Hello? Yeah, lazy home. <laughs> oh, hell no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. 14. <laughs> Four, oh, you 14 plus 20? <laughs> they would just hang up on them. They'd be like, in the next day of school, they'd be like, I called you and your mama said you weren't home. I was like, I'm always home. She never let me go so nowhere. So you had clarinet practice? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I play clarinet. Like the clarinet. 
Guys, let's talk about billionaires. I'm worried for them. Oh. Uh, so the storyline seemed to line up too well. You had like Bill Gates coming out being like, if it was between Warren and Trump, me, a person who claims to stand for like liberal values and human rights around the world. He kicks it every Epstein. I'd have to think really long and hard about who I'd vote for because she wants to take lots of my billions, not all of them, but lots of my billions. So he was getting worried. You could see other billionaires getting worried. A lot of people in the financial industry talking about how like they wouldn't, uh, they'd sit out the election if it was Elizabeth Warren because of her taxing them. Yeah, uh, and then. Bloomberg enters the race, and it's like, well, it seems causal, but surely we'll never find out there's a causal link. Yeah. People Uh, call him the uniter. Yeah. Like, he could actually unite both wings of the party. Turns out it was based on a phone call that Bezos made like a couple months ago, or at least we now know that Jeff Bezos called Michael Bloomberg and was like, hey, so what are you doing for the next like couple years? Yo, you want to help me out real quick? Right. Cause you know I got all these Amazon and fulfillment employees in my basement while they do yeah. the tours. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> they're trying to like unionize yeah. and shit. Yeah. They want to use the bathroom. But there's shit. this there's this <laughs> clip that really drove home to me, like what what I think I often fail to appreciate about billionaires. Um, and I I think we have the clip. Yeah, so this is Lee Cooperman, who is a hedge fund manager, uh, only worth about $3.2 billion. So right. not a lot. A broke boy, yeah. as we might call, in the scheme of things for billionaires. But it's interesting to see like where we've gone, right? We've gone from billionaires sort of threatening their coins real quick, like when it comes to political contributions, like, hey, man, you better have the right candidate for us, or we must sit out. Yeah. And people weren't phased by that. Right. They're like, okay, whatever. We like these candidates. And then it's like, well, um, maybe you know, it would be fucked up if somebody you know took our money away because that would, that would be really messed up. And now we're at the crying phase. Right. Where Lee Cooperman- <laughs> We cut there so fast. Yeah. Well, they realize, too, there's more of us than there are them. Oh, yeah. We come at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, just hearing this guy, first, he talks about why. He's, you know, he's a good person. Why billionaires are not bad people, unethical, immoral people for hoarding wealth while other people cannot achieve anything. Okay, I reduced government red tape and promoted deregulation. Mm. I bolstered our defense, national defense. He's talking about Trump. His deportment is not presidential, and we need a unifier in that position And because the country is being torn apart. So let him make his own decision. Uh, I am not in favor of all this impeachment inquiry. Uh, I want the American people to decide in November of 2020 what the future should be. I think, um, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious people can not only see the emotion on your face, but hear it in your voice when you talk about this, Lee. Why? Pause to gather himself. <laughs> I care. Who <laughs> would swallow it? That's it. <laughs> I care about my, my money, my coins. Please don't, not my coins. Please don't make me be poor like the rest of you. The whole time, again, he goes back and forth trying to half be like, well, yeah, Trump's bad, but mm, also like these tax breaks are fucking to fire. Right. I love them. And again, it, let's not worry about impeachment. Let's just have the election that he's trying to cheat at. Yeah. That's what the impeachment is about, you guys. Yeah. What well, the- but hey, look, but my, my billions, my billions, right. as you say. Uh, then goes on again. 
because as they talk about, it, he's like, you know, but you know, y'all are hoarding wealth. You know, like, what, what, what do you say to this? Like, you, you have so much money. And then uh, Cooperman sort of discusses his plan of what he's going to do with his wealth. But then he really gives up the game at the end of this soundbite. And I told him at the time, my plan was to give away all my money, not oh, half. Okay. Give away all my money. And then my game plan is half I'm going to give away in my lifetime, and the other half I'm going to give to my family as a legacy in the oh. form of a foundation where did? they can meet periodically and give away the money. So, so, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go finish your thought, Lee. Well, I, I don't need Elizabeth Warren or the government giving away my money. Mm. Just tell me what you think the maximum tax rate should be. Stop talking about 2% where, you, where, you, where you're basically misrepresenting the facts. It's 2% of wealth. Two percent of my wealth every year. I have to figure out my net worth and give two percent of it to you. And look, I said I'm gonna give y'all the money, okay? So y'all just wait till I'm dead, and I'm gonna give it to my, my family, family, and then they gonna and meet up periodically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just as many opportunities for them to just take a little bit more money. Oh, they shit. gonna meet up periodically. I can't even say the word. This drove home to me how like. You don't become a billionaire by liking money the same amount as the rest of us. You no. become a millionaire by like having a pathological like obsession with money, sexual like just like yeah. everything, emotional bond with your money to the point that the idea that Elizabeth Warren would raise taxes on you yeah. would make you weep yeah. on national television. That shows you. I mean, look, and all for for people who have so much money to give a fraction of that away to help other people, right? That's what this is about. It's, right. not, it's not so Uncle Sam can fucking pull up to your Sweet 16 in a Bugatti right. and right. be like, ha ha, because we right. pay for this shit. Right. No, I mean, because that's how the system works now. But like what we're talking about is being able to create more equity societally. Right. And these people, again, because their whole existence is built off of this notion that some people siphon up the wealth. Other people got to scrap it out in this other game called poor people life. Right. Right. And I mean, there's 621 billionaires. Mm. And I think we just really need to get one of those Kanye slave nets he was talking about. Mm -hmm. That plays a little trap. Artisanal cheeses and old worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> and trap them and take their money. This is what yeah. it's it's awful. And it's like you can't call yourself a good person if you are knowingly hoarding wealth that is literally killing people. Yeah. We talked about it, I think, on here with the Koch brothers, which well, mm -hmm. one of them died of pancreatic cancer, but had made so many strides in that uh, research because right. he was trying to stay alive. For himself. That people are now surviving much longer with that type of cancer. But it was built off of like, yo, I need to live forever. And yeah, I right. guess the knock on effect, sure, is there's meaningful cancer research, but really this is about me. Right. 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 So what would happen if we had the resources to do that for all types of diseases or the resources to help people escape cyclical poverty? But your sick ass want to sit at home and, and on your yacht crying about how much money. Like, you won't even miss it. Yeah. You won't even miss it. How about, it. like, if they're so concerned, right, why don't they all chip in a billion dollars? Right. Each billionaire chips in a billion dollars and then buy themselves some time. If there was, like, an effort where they're like, if they were really smart, right, they're like, we've put together a fucking $600 billion fund to tackle homelessness and poverty worldwide. Right. They might buy themselves some goodwill. Right. But right now, all their energy is spent on, well, you know, because Elizabeth Warren's mean and Bernie Sanders says we shouldn't exist. And I get that for these people, right? They, in their minds, probably are like, but I, this is the system, man. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? I just figured it out and I'm, I'm top earner. Right. But at the same time, that's where they need to have a come to Jesus moment to say, 
maybe this whole thing that I came up in is fucked up. Right. Yeah, and, but they're never going to have that because yeah. people don't have empathy. I, I fundamentally think that so many people lack empathy, and I think that struggle, it must be what creates it. And if you don't have any struggles, you don't give a fuck about anybody else. Mm, right. I mean, we're all going to die alone. We were born alone. It's fucking bleak, but it is what it is. <laughs> and like, Or you struggle so much, your heart turns black. Right, and yeah. it's the same. Then you're like, everyone's a horrible person. I can't trust anyone. But, I mean, I don't think people realize how close we are to being back at like storming the Bastille. Like, if the billionaires want to keep telling us to let us eat cake, then, you know, you're going to catch these hands. Hands, Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you're that, killing our country. I think this is what's the 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 beauty of what's happening. You know, even though it's such a fractured political environment, that there is a shift a little bit more to looking upward at the people who have a ton of money and right. being like, "Hold the fuck up, right." Can we look up what's over there? What's going on over right. there? And we did, they've distracted us for a long time. Yeah. And they had, still do so yeah. very well, doing it very well. But because, I think people are starting to really notice. Yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you couldn't say that the last election cycle, people were like, billionaire. We need to be talking about these billionaires. Right. We need to be talking about what they have so much money right now. They don't know how to invest it. Right. We talked about that last week or maybe yesterday. About the fact that they have so much money, they've ran out of investment ideas, and now there's trillions of dollars just sitting in banks because they don't—they have so much money, they literally don't know what to do with it. Right. That's not except for give it to people who need it. They know not to do that. Oh fuck right. no, that's yeah. mine. But that's mine. That's mine's. You know. So keep crying on TV, and we will continue to uh, inject that straight into yeah. our. Family. Right. I mean the the preference for having a foundation with your last name on it as compared to like the giving it to the government who will create a program where it is, you know, a prolonged ongoing system of creating a more equitable society like that ties into like the DNA of America being like this individualistic, like, well, it's all about like me pulling myself up by the bootstraps and, Everyone was raised on that, especially billionaires. They bought into it so much that they just, every waking moment was devoted to... Doesn't 60% of most billionaires' wealth uh, come from family money? Yeah, yeah. that's probably... It's not, yeah. you, you had Gucci boots, right. bitch. I don't got right. no boots. They're like, you pulled yourself up by your great-grandfather's bootstraps. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's, uh, it's just so sad what capitalism has done to us because it is just such a, it's so deeply rooted in this country that it's hard to help people escape it. There are people out here living paycheck to paycheck who are ridiculing McDonald's employees for wanting $15 an hour yeah. when it's like, you are broke yourself. Don't you want everyone to have a living wage? Well, like, that's one thing that Bernie and AOC were saying is that like the one thing you got to give them credit for is billionaires have class solidarity, man. They, oh, like the second yeah. they see- they hear the bat signal. They're all all in. Right. Bruce, Bruce Wayne is a money. billionaire. Yeah, right. exactly. Literally the bat signal. Right. Watch Bruce. He comes down and fucks up Elizabeth Warren and Bernie. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> You're making it fucking hot. <laughs> Excellent Batman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you look at like even what the, the Gates Foundation, like what the endowments are like spending or what their money looks like, it's only like not even three billion a year. Right. Think about how much, like, what they're getting back in stock and things like that. I'm like, oh, we're trying to create an equitable world with a person for a fraction yeah. of our wealth. He has more money today than he did when he retired, Bill Gates. Yeah. So yeah. That's how much money he's given away. Maybe we should start writing children's books. We need to indoctrinate the kids early. Because, like, I remember being a kid yeah. and getting asked what my dream job was. And that's still a thing. Like, a right. dream job. Yeah. It's a job. Right. 
Right, like, yeah. yeah, I do something that makes me very happy and I'm very privileged and blessed to do that. But at the end of the day, it's still fucking work. Right, like, right. I don't know if life should be about work. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, because yeah. that's what it's about. You work to create capital and boom. Work right. to go. live or live to work. Yeah. yeah. I think, America, yeah, we just got to tell these kids, you know, like, fuck, fuck the flex, too. Because I'm <laughs> yeah. serious, like, consumer culture, too, is the reason why people ultimately want to side with them because that's a lifestyle that we still hold up on this pedestal right. of like, yo, fucking PJ everywhere. You know what I mean? Fucking go stay in suites. It's doing a fucking spending money. Have a Gucci fucking everything. Right. There's that element too that also keeps people at, like, at the forefront of their minds as to why they want to work hard too because there's a bit of a lifestyle mirage that we're all trying to attain in our different versions of too. But, but only 621 people are billionaires, y'all. Mm-hmm. How many people are in America? So how I long know, are we going to let million. them kill us? The there 600 people who are actively killing us. people in the world. That's not a fair fight. That's, yeah. We say 600 on 7 billion? Oh, well, there's... Uh- <laughs> Yo, let me catch these people outside. Right. Yo, it wasn't catch a fair one. It wasn't a fair outside. one, man. It was 600 yeah. or 7 billion at the AMC parking lot, man. I did not expect that. We don't know how they all got to the yeah. AMC parking lot. Traffic they were is all crazy. all there. <laughs> Everybody at the IPIC in Westwood. With the hands. Yeah. yeah. Create a human chain like in that Coke commercial, yeah. but they're yeah. all making fists. Oh, shit. No. Ready to yeah. That's the new Coke commercial. Right yeah. Now our show is on a watch list. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, this is something that has kind of been in the ether for a little while, that Instagram might get rid of the like count on Fuck posts. Jay-Z. Yeah, my ether. Yeah, they might ether the that that's Sorry, been in the to. ether, and they might ether the like count. What's the idea behind this? I don't. First of all, they took away activity, mm-hmm. so you couldn't see how thirsty people you followed were. My goodness. <laughs> I'm actually mad at that. It's also because now you can't calculate the proper time for you to post a picture. So on certain days and every day, there's a prominent time where your users are the most active. So if you want to have the most reach on a photo, it used to be before they changed the algorithm and started like showing photos randomly. It was all about the time that you posted. And then when they changed the algorithm and made the timeline no longer linear, you could still cheat that by going to the audience and seeing if people were liking pictures. So if you would go to the audience and it would be like a couple seconds in between every single like or one second in between every single like from your followers, you knew that people were active and online and it was a good time to post right 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 and they took that away so that you can't know when you should be posting and that way they can control what is being seen all they're trying to do is, is they realize that instagram was so easily accessible for people to monetize and they're having difficulty monetizing it themselves right so they're taking away everything that we can possibly do on the app to monetize our pages so that people will be forced to buy ads from fucking facebook interesting Mm. And they're cheating it. They're lying and appealing to, you know, people who are probably hurt by this app by being like, hey, we're taking away these likes for you so that when you get one like on that picture of that struggle meal that you posted. Um, nobody knows how nobody, much of an L you took on that post. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody will know that chopped up hot dogs and, and yeah. beans got one like. Yeah, we get no it. Likes. You went on the new kids on the block cruise ship. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. Then Danny looks real bored with you. You took a picture with Joy Fatone. Right. Right. <laughs> What Who was he, on the new kids cruise, which is a shame for really him. Really weird. Well, he's yeah. he's struggling. You yeah, know? yeah. Because uh, he used to they used to call him they used to call him names. But the I you know I think it's a double edged sword because obviously there absolutely is a thing of like well y'all be can't be making more money than we are so yeah. we have to dip in first. But I think there is a bit of a benefit though too. I think for people who might not be like actually on the in the business of posting on Instagram, right. but sort of caught up in the optics of like how many followers you have. The pressure that people can like, you know, younger people, I think more especially thinking of like, well, this doesn't have likes. I can actually quantify my self-worth versus through likes. Mm -hmm. But it does provide cover, like you're saying, of being like, well, you know, that could have a benefit. Right. I've never seen a business do anything to help people. Right. That's not what they're Purely for. Purely to help people. Yeah. Um. Facts. Not, not even. Not even pharmaceutical businesses. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Especially not them. But yeah, I think that that's what they say is. Uh. Right now we're testing. This is from one of the higher ups at Facebook or Instagram. Right now we're testing. Uh, making like counts private. You'll be able to see how many likes a given photo or video of yours has received, but no one else will. We're announcing that we're going to start testing in the U.S. next week. He clarified that the hidden number of likes would not be rolled out to users in the entire country at once, but to a small group. And I think that I like when we talk about like the billionaire class, I'm not comparing influencers to billionaires necessarily. But like if you're talking about people, I guess, who get lots of attention and if that's what everybody wants, there's not a lot like most people's Instagrams are very normal and like mm-hmm. just pictures of their kids. Right. And, like, you know, it's not them on a jet, you know. Yeah, right. So I could see how that would be beneficial to those people. Yeah. Well, and also people. Just a public service announcement. Pictures of a newborn child too soon. Ooh. Not a good look. Air that baby out first. Let okay? the baby's head form a little bit. Yeah. I have I go back and forth with Amy Miller, past guests, where we we send each other photos from our uh what we see on our timeline of people posting fresh out the womb babies. Because they're not I get it. You're celebrating your life, but also the cuteness probability is very low. For a fresh out the womb right. baby, get the baby with a like a hair dryer first or something like. Yeah, just, we're not even like necessarily in the delivery room, but I just see ones where they're like two days old. and They're like, look at this child. I'm like, it. The skin it looks is like see through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. hey, but bless it. It's a little creepy baby. It's a circle of life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and whenever there's an ugly baby, I just say, oh, congratulations, or that's a blessing. I will not, I will not call <laughs> an ugly cute. baby cute yeah. ever. Oh wow! Wait, that's what you post on all my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations! Congrats! No, Jack, congrats. I'm, under you, I'm under you and your wife's photos. Like, let me know when these kids want to work. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's get these yeah. kids in show business. Yeah, but they need. They got a ma- They got a manager yet? <laughs> cute kids. <laughs> uh, what so a what, blessed and extraordinary family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about YouTube because they... Same shit. Same, same They shit. are... So now they're changing their terms of service or they're about to change them in December that says, quote, YouTube may terminate your access or your Google account's access to all or part of the service, YouTube, if YouTube believes in its sole discretion that provision of the service, YouTube, to you is no longer commercially viable. <laughs> so they're out here basically saying, you are Look, a if content making provider. Coin, right. We're going to fucking ax your shit. We'll fire you. YouTube can fire Can't you. Can't YouTube anymore. And I think that's one, again, it has a dual purpose, right? On one side, people can be like, oh, this could be great for them regulating hate speech 
or like, you know, the red pill. But path. hate speech makes money. But exactly. But then who knows if that's what that means, right? Right. Versus accounts that might be railing against the YouTube algorithm or their AdSense right. or these other things. And they're like, actually, this isn't commercially viable because we're trying to appeal to our own advertising. No, I'm sorry, you got to go. I love that YouTube just sent out an email that was like, hey, listen, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you can't question us. Yeah, this is no longer a platform to share shit. Thanks right. so much for using YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if like that's in response. I'm, I'm, I know this is like huge in the YouTuber world. I think a lot of people have been saying like, this is why YouTubers, like especially creators who have like sizable followings, should unionize to be able to protect themselves from shit like this. Um, but I wonder if it's because they've been taking hits to their ad revenue that they've slowly been like, okay, fuck, if we're, this is going to be a profit machine, we literally have to treat it like just a network. Now. Right. right. It's like your show or your channel isn't commercially viable. Because you're giving, like, hair tips or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And that's so crazy to treat people who just post to your platform like they're your employees. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Like, this started as, like, I get it. Like, it's monetized, like, because of ads and clicks and people who watch your videos and subscribers. But, to this point, but at this like, so what are they saying? Like, y'all better get to work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Change your tune up. I mean, this, stop talking that politics shit. Right. If this you goes, <laughs> yeah, goes if back to just the, these are monopolies and... This is what corporations will do to you if you know they if they know that you can't go anywhere else, then they're just gonna right. But yeah. I think that's the key, and we have to continue to have that kind of developing spirit because Facebook has lived in you know basically monopoly for so much longer than I think any social. It has to be the longest of any social website. Cause before it used to be like, Oh, we're on Exanga. Now we're on mm -hmm. MySpace. Right. We own black right. people meet. Bitch, we going back to black planet. Right. Oh. Right. You know how girls on Black Panic be when they get bubbly? <laughs> we just need to, I don't know, let's go back to MySpace. It's yeah. just as bad as Facebook, oh, yeah. and all your family's still on it. <laughs> but it's not It's not like the spirit of innovation. It's the fact that they... They're crushing. Yeah, they're crushing everything. They hire, like, the most lobbyists in Washington, D.C. Like, these... Ma Google, Facebook, Apple, and Amazon, they run shit and they're not going to you know there, there should be seven different competing video players that people are uploading videos to the right. same way that there's you know they're like when cars became a thing ford didn't just get to make cars like from then on right mm -hmm. everybody there were a bunch of different car companies that came in and started but they were cars. like well all right the car game will you know grow and proliferate but fuck public transit. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was their version. Be like, no, no, get that up. Get that the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I guess like with that kind of like how we talk about the elasticity clause in the Constitution, it's like now we have to regulate the internet. Yeah, right. Because oh, now yeah. these tech giants are crushing us the same way that, you know, other industries have monopolized things and hurt the economy yeah, before. Yeah. And now they have such a share of people's attention and like really unethical business practices, whether that's having like outright manipulative political as are deceptive and lies. Mark like, straight have, up said the KKK is checking our site for lies. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they said no lies are detected yeah. by David Duke. <laughs> Love it. He said we do it real good. Yeah. And I think that's when you see too, like that's where their power has become completely ridiculous. And they're like, but we're just making money. It's like, yeah, but no, see, this is the problem now. Like yeah. you have everyone's ears and eyes. Yeah. And now this is different. It's become something else. Sorry, you got to give up the keys now. Yeah. But that's also the problem with corporations in general. Yeah. It's like once you get to a certain size, you got to be evil as fuck. Yeah. 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 That's why I think there's so much energy behind 
like people on the on the left right now, whether it be locally or nationally, because there's a lot of things that are lining up that uh, are really fucking us over about the way things used to operate that need to be changed. Uh, and it's also why people probably are lining up on the right and ready to have a violent revolution if Trump gets impeached. But it's so, so, it's, which is so crazy to me because people on the right are suffering if, just as much, if not more, than people on the left. The, the right, their base is all poor people. Yeah. Like I mean, they're it's poor, the poorest of the poor, and then the richest of the rich, and right. like a little bit in between. Yeah. So it's like you guys are hurting. But their main goal is just to maintain white supremacy. Really, that's why it's they don't care what. Yeah, the president but white does. supremacy ain't even working that good no more. Yeah, but that's the but that's the currency they're dealing with. It's right? not as lit as it used to be. I know, but again, try and tell them that because they harken back to a time where, like, I remember when a black person served me. Right, but we're not going to go back there. I'm going to keep slurping on the same water fountain as you, sis. Yeah, but I'm saying this is – they want they want to go to TBT time machine, right? And, but it's too late. Yeah, we're not going back to slavery. Yeah. Y'all know that. Like it's – I'm sorry. So they, they want to cut out these different versions. So they're like, fine, we'll like them find police brutality. Let's right. arrest right. a guy we'll for eating a chicken them. sandwich on a fucking bar Subway platform. platform. Yeah. That's what I – that's that shit because that's the only way I can get my jollies now by yeah. thinking like, well, that wouldn't happen to me. Right. Uh, all right, guys. I wanna I wanna ask: Is Drake officially like not cool anymore? Is that has just that like happened? that as a sentence? He got he got booed off stage at uh, Camp Flogna, yeah. which is like the most sceny of seen kids. Tyler, the creator, it's a it's a cool sort of more hipster hip hop. Uh, you know, not hipster. You know, it's, it's all the odd future fan. Kids, all the you odd know what I mean, like so. Kids. All right. Which again, that's its own scene, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you think about like a lot of odd future fans, I don't know how many of them really like Drake, like what that overlap is, because yeah. I get that Drake is Tyler the Creator is one of his favorite artists, right. but a lot of people, it's a mixture of them just being like fuck Drake, but also I think a lot of people also thought Frank Ocean that was, was going to come issue. out, yeah. And when right. Frank Ocean did not come out, and they got. Maybe the opposite of Frank Ocean. If you're like an odd future, you know, Wolfgang, kill them all, day one, flog dog kid, uh, then yes, maybe that would jar you the wrong way. But I don't think, I don't, look, he's clearly not uncool anymore because okay. motherfucker he's still gonna he's still gonna sell records like they're going out right. of style so right that, that that was just such a humbling moment to watch i was humbled in that moment right. and i wasn't even <laughs> right. on stage i'm not even yeah. drake i'm not even drake, drake. And I took drake. Yeah, yeah that's what the fans thought basically yeah basically no, drake. the fans literally put on gucci headbands they all became <laughs> soldier boy, boy yeah. and they were like drake, <laughs> drake? you mean the one with the kid with the where are we <laughs> why hide the world from the kid yeah. Where is Frank? <laughs> That's who we came for. It's crazy to me though that he was performing, and obviously this is a very tepid crowd. Right. And then he goes, "If y'all want me to keep going, I will." And I don't know why he asked that because no. he should have just performed to them. I right. think he's being very Canadian at that point. He asked for their consent, yeah. and they said no. Would you like yeah. a few more songs? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I've never uh. seen that. And it was at a concert. And then there's a little video afterwards where the crowd realizes that Frank is never coming on. Because yeah. they're thinking that Drake was the was opener. the opener. Yeah. They realize that Frank's not coming on. And you just hear this one man shriek and fall. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Like, ah! It's like, Frank ain't coming. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, but they should know. I feel like Frank Ocean was supposed has been... Yeah. build to play uh the odd future carnival or camp flog every year basically and then and then like bails out at the last moment yeah. or i feel like everybody usually on that bill every year one of the head one of the headliners is a no-show 
Right. And then someone else comes in. Or there's well, like an emergency Kanye scam, set. Well, maybe that's scam where they're like, look, we're just not going to tell them that Frank's not coming because we don't want him to not buy the ticket. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was a huge show, though. Huge show. Yeah. Kind of, I, I went, uh, I, I haven't been to a Flogna in maybe five years, uh, but it's a vibe. Yeah. Kids are all very, it's like really not on some bullshit. I was surprised, you know, like everyone's very chill there because they're all, it's like very much, everyone's kind of about the same thing there. It's not oh. a bunch of different people. Like they're like, no, we all love Tyler and everything of the odd future universe. Yeah. It's and not so it's like, like a comic con. Or yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Because that was my other thing. Is I was like, nobody, y'all, nobody wanted to see <laughs> Right, like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. Well, people about, did. But, right. but I think it was a mixture of people who, A, probably didn't have the expectations set so high. And even Tyler said that on his Twitter. He's like, okay, I think it was a mixture of people having fucked up expectations. Right. And then, like, reality hitting them. But they were like, no, Tyler made us believe, led us to believe that possibly Frank Ocean could come on. Yeah, I think that you kind of do. I, but I don't think that he... But that's called est- selling, baby? Come yeah, it is. baby? But I think he underestimated how excited people yes. were, for sure. And Drake was doing all his emo music. Look, Drake has some sad boy shit that's yeah. like, oh, you yeah. know... Like, he was doing, like, So Far Gone when they started booing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which is Tyler's favorite song. Yeah. Which is why he didn't. And he's like, he didn't have to do album cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, it is the number two trending thing. Uh, but hopefully, Drake, damn Drake. I think and also Drake pe- can recover from this. People, what do you people think, like seeing Drake get kicked. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm. Yeah. He's like one of those few people who are like, man, I like this song, and I also like to see him get shit on. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Drake, if you can hear me out there, get you a glass of Moscato. Yeah. Go to your favorite Houston strip club. I mean, from day one, people, I, I've heard that opinion. Like, yeah, I, I kind of like his music, but I hate him for whatever reason. I can't like figure out why. Well, he's the Taylor like Swift him. of rap, right? Mm. Yeah, you know, he's, he's just, only worth 150 million. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. He's very poppy. He's always on the radio. I think when you get to a point of high saturation, people just start hating on you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course, fatigue. Yeah. yeah, get drizzy fatigue. So do we think that has begun like in a more mm, main? Do you no. think this will make it more mainstream? I think this is having to be game? him in front of a, a audience who is very enthusiastic and quite literally didn't wanted the polar opposite when he pulled up. Yeah, on right. Like Drake could get booed if he showed up at Stagecoach and was like, to, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It was like I'm about to set it up. Like I'm pretty sure he would get booed there. So there's always an audience that won't like you. Right. But I don't think that it means that Drake fell off. Right. All right. We'll see what the next album is. Only yeah. the next album will know. <laughs> We'll also see if this, like, the perception of this being a huge L uh, yeah. takes takes on a life. Of is that what the, is that what like the pieces are about? It's like I think Drake's done without no, being like saying he's this done. is a I different crowd he was in front of. I just think it's you know it is what it is. It's a video of him getting booed off stage. Right. Yeah, I like, mean, also you're doing an Odd Future show. Like they they have a very specific taste. So Drake, you knew what it was when you signed up. <laughs> but I think he kind of thinks that all because you know he's eclectic. Where he's like every other pop star. Where when there's a hot sound happening, he's doing it. Remember last yeah, time yeah. we talked uh-huh. about him doing the British rap yep. and then gave that up real quick. Thank yep. God. Um. So, I, but I wonder like. Who is universally loved though? Like if if Beyonce had came out, would they have booed Beyonce off stage? That's a good question. I guess so. Yeah, you're saying there's levels to it, right? Like even if you don't fuck with Beyonce, would someone have? If Stevie Wonder came on, would they have booed Stevie Wonder blind <laughs> ass off stage? <laughs> like, what if that's wow? Who it was? You know, if something like that happened, then you'd have real takes out here, being right. like these kids are full of shit. Because some people already right. were coming at the fans, being like. 
of course, these like young Gen or Gen Z kids who think, yo, we're trying to be original, but only shop at fucking vintage stores type right. shit. Right. Like, what would happen if they booed somebody who everyone's like, uh, no, 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 don't. <laughs> Please Stevie. leave Stevie Wonder alone. <laughs> right. Yes, please leave Stevie Wonder alone. Oh my God, that Yo. would be so hard. That needs to hey, be the why surprise y'all guest next year. Can't plug now. Did something happen? Is Donald <laughs> Trump here? <laughs> yeah, fuck Stevie. What? Oh my God, it would hurt me. Where the rest of your brains at? Yeah. Oh why they start so far back? <laughs> But you got a rat tail. You got a bunch of rat tails back there. Oh my god! Yeah, but obviously Drake's not on the Stevie Wonder legend level. No. But well, Solange performed at Camp Flogna, and okay. she was fine. So I'd imagine just quirky. Yeah, her whole branded chick is like that. Would have been the true test to see how anti like anti mainstream those kids would have been. Right. If Beyonce came out. Yeah. 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 But would then also like the that energy. But the energy though too. It's an, you know if you're at a concert and you're already you need a certain energy. If an R and B person came out suddenly when I'm on like some well I guess they also want to see Frank Ocean so they weren't really right. there to like rip their faces off. I don't know. I feel like anybody like when Beyonce appears before you feels blessed that Beyonce like just even whether you like her music or not right. it's like Beyonce decided to be here now but it, breathe but, the air that right. I'm breathing but that yeah. could be a generational difference right a 19 right. year old might not give a fuck yeah that's they might true like, they're like yes yeah, that old people shit but you know right. what too I will say this Drake is not a very exciting person to watch perform no his music is pretty slow he mm. cannot dance um he you know he works the crowd but he's really just kind of walking around and being cute yeah just, frank mm, ocean just, can yeah. play the piano frank ocean is a dynamic performer um and can sing um drake cannot sing and then will sing also. <laughs> <laughs> insist on that yes uh-huh. so in conclusion <laughs> so there's also probably those drawbacks go see like... drake live he's amazing <laughs> yeah at the very uh, least his songs are great at loud volume yeah, yes, and that's, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, that yeah, music you has go to be get drunk and then go to a Drake concert and dance, and you don't really and have to look at the stage. And you'll know every word, actually. Yeah, you're just yeah. there to turn up. To you're just music. there yeah. to turn up. Because I've been to a Drake concert, and there was one point where I guess he was trying to do some fan interaction thing where he was on this big wheel that they lifted into the center of the concert Oh, hall, yeah, yeah. And he just walked around and gave people compliments. <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, for real? Yes, this is a part what of the What kind concert. of compliments? He'd be like, hey, yo, in the pink dress, you beautiful girl. You beautiful. Okay. You in that blue skirt. You working that blue skirt. You queen. I see you. You hot. You hot as hell. Hey, girl, I want to be with you. Like, literally wow. just walked around and gave. Doing affirmations for people? <laughs> wow. Hey, you are worthy, okay? Who else? <laughs> Sir, there's a light in your eyes that I really, there's something about you that it makes you want to believe in love again. <laughs> which reminds so my next song. bizarre. Yeah. I didn't realize because I was so young at the time, but it was so bizarre. Right. He's just spreading positivity, I guess. <laughs> Lacey, it's been a pleasure as always having you. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you? Guys, uh, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I Diva Lacey on all mm. the internets. And you can also find my podcast, Scam Goddess, um, on all of the platforms. And uh, it's just about me talking about scammers and how much I love them. Mm. Um, it's true con, not true crime. So nobody <laughs> dies. <There you> <laughs> And uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, there is a tweet that I have been enjoying. And I'm pulling <laughs> nice, it nice. up right now. Okay. The original tweet is... Actually, I'm going to share two. This is my own tweet. I got in trouble for on Twitter, but it was fun. <laughs> Ladies, all the good men are taken. So go ahead and put on your Alicia Keys braids and do the unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is one from NL Vossi. 
So there's a video going around about a woman who was proposed to at someone else's wedding. And so people were like, do not propose my wedding. I'm so serious. And then v- uh, NL Vasi retweeted and said, don't even come heavily pregnant to my wedding because if your water breaks, security will escort you and your disrespectful unborn child out. <laughs> <laughs> It's like disrespectful oh. unborn child. Disrespect. Yeah. yeah, and then you would hold a grudge like when it's born. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, this is Darren. <laughs> fuck. That motherfucker out my face. I'm going to have my wedding at your baby shower. Yeah. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? No, the baby's first birthday. Yeah. You pull up with the priest the priest and everything. You're like, dearly beloved, actually, happy, happy birthday. Dearly, no. be- dearly beloved. We're I'm gathered here married. today for my motherfucking wedding, not this embryo. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Embry Ho. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Grass. I'm getting, I'm just picturing some <laughs> disrespectful birthday. Embry Ho. You should use um, that in your uh, text chain with Amy. Yeah, right. Look at this Embry Ho. <laughs> this Embry Ho. Uh, first one is from Molly Lambert at, did I say Miles of Gray? Twitter, Instagram? Great. Moving on. Twitter, I like. Tweets, I like. Molly Lambert at Molly Lambert. Okay, rumors. Me grooving out to rumors. <laughs> I don't know why. It still, still, ha- still hits. Uh, and then this one's from Yodoye Travis at Professor Doye. If you refuse to eat with your hands, your dick is trash. I will not explain my logic here. <laughs> if you refuse <laughs> to, to eat, eat with, with your, your hands. hands. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But then also, I there, I'm sh- I know people whose dick is trash mm-hmm. and they eat with their hands. So there might be exceptions to the rule. They only eat them. with their hands. Yeah. Some of them. Oof. Yeah. You got to mm. keep the fingers strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fingers strong. <laughs> uh, I have a Molly Lambert tweet. Uh, that I've been enjoying. Uh, read a blind item yesterday that said, Freddie Mercury fucked Jim Varney, and good luck getting me to think about anything else ever again. Jim <laughs> Varney from the Ernest films. Uh, that blew my fucking mind. That's a fascinating combination. Yeah, that is, right? I can yeah. I hope that's true. I do too. It needs to be true. Yeah. And that, then that makes Varney. me think, Vern... Was actually Freddie Mercury the whole time. Right. So when he says Vern, <laughs> it's actually like a wink to his past mm. lover, Freddie Mercury. So when he says, All right, Vern, he's like, oh, yes, Can we write Vern. this movie? Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> this moment, Freddie Mercury watching earnest bits through a TV. His uh, eyes fill up with tears. And at Miller High Life, H E I G H, uh, tweeted, I think about this tweet all the time, and it's a screen grab of an old tweet from Thomas Gorton that says, Attenborough has no respect for crabs, always gives them ridiculous music. They're jesters to him. Uh, <laughs> which is such a great, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a BBC nature documentaries joke, but. Deep cut. Deep mm. cut, but seriously. For the people who know. Lay off the crabs, man. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is a track from producer from Dorset in England, mm. uh, uh, Skin Shape, and it's called After Midnight. And it's a great, just sample-based instrumental track. Uh, it's, again, it's vibey, you know? And it feels like after midnight. This feels like some shit. You know, the the days are getting shorter. You know what I mean? They are. Yeah. And go outside. Smoke you a blunt, you know? Put this in your headphones. Does anybody else feel like this 
year, like daylight savings is off a little bit or something, and it just gets dark earlier than usual. Yeah, like, the, the planet's even going. More, right. But <laughs> even, Wait, what do you mean? Like comparatively? Like, yeah, yeah, compared to years past, like this year, it mm. seems may, maybe it's just something that you notice every year, and I forget that I notice it every year. But anyway, somebody shout out to me if you've uh, if you've noticed the same thing. That it, it just seems but like... But there might not be a scientific basis for it. You're like, who else is hallucinating this week. We're not hallucinating. Everybody on Twitter is saying it's getting too dark too soon. And I right. believe Twitter on but this But they one. say that every year. I feel Probably. like I'm in Alaska. They might not be talking about the, the light, though. Mm. <laughs> it's fucking Twitter, man. This is garbage. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think I will say that it has taken me longer to adjust. Like, usually, like, by day four after the switchover, right. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. No, I'm like, oh, shit, it's already... It's, yeah. It feels way later. It's making that, me it's, mad. It's making... It's hard. I've noticed that the duration for me to get used to it is longer. Not necessarily that I feel like this is this year's different from that. Maybe we're talking about the same thing. I think yeah, that's the I same thing, because yeah. we normally just, like, the clock shifts, and we're like, oh, okay, this is the new time. But right now, it feels like I walk outside, it's broad daylight, grab my keys, come back outside, and it's pitch black yeah. at yeah. night at even 5 p.m. A, <laughs> even a week later from the daylight savings, my internal clock is still saying it's an hour faster than right. that. And I mean, time is still, like, not to get too philosophy 101 on on you, but, like, time is still an arbitrary thing. Like, their decision to move it back an hour is still, like, we're all working around, you know, so uh, I'm sure there are some years when moving it back an hour, it does, like, get a little darker earlier, and some years it's less. I I think it's because Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah, I also think that might be true, that Mercury is indeed in retrograde. Um... The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Peace.